Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's the Final Third Podcast. Welcome back to Final Third Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. And we have a returning guest Isaiah Long. It must be wedding week. It must be. Yeah, so uh, when this thing's broadcasting, Isaiah will be a married man. Maybe. Maybe. Depends on if she backs out or if he stands up and says, I I have been telling her, you can say, I don't, all the way up until you say, I do. So, I mean, she has an out. She can do it. Fair enough. The problem is, is she sold her house and dumped a ton of the money into mine. So, like, she'd kind of be screwed if she backed out at this <laughs> you point. You know, it really doesn't matter because um, your mom and dad already adopted her. So, maybe they'll boot you. <laughs> no, no. So. Yeah, I would I would probably be booted. That would be, uh, that would be tragic if I was stood up on the altar. And honestly, <laughs> I think that uh, my parents would, would get rid of me yeah. at this rate. <laughs> I, I know... Uh, I know my mom especially just absolutely loves Victoria, so it would be a pain. <laughs> Rob, what are you doing, man? Oh, the earpiece fell off. Oh, my gosh. This dude. Oh, no, no, <laughs> so, uh, full disclosure, we got Rob up early this morning. We're recording at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. Right that dude hasn't seen 10 a.m. in five years. I've been getting up early for uh, several weeks now. Thank uh-huh. you very much. <laughs> I've been getting up early for several weeks now. <laughs> I have. I have. Heck, Will and I got up at like 6 a.m. the other morning when we came back from Lexington. Oh, yeah? It's not a conspiracy. It's true. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whatever. <laughs> well, um, today on the docket, we've got a couple things. We're going to start with... Didn't I tell you to clean your room? That's Dusty. A good old-fashioned Dusty pour. And then we'll get into the Crown Heads Fumato in C Major, which was a limited release from last year. We're going to be drinking that with coffee. And then if Rob decides that for whatever reason we need to smoke them, there is a stem-only cigar on oh, the We table. are going to light them up. Yeah, we will. I promised Dave, uh, Dave Payne, shout out to Dave Payne. Shout out to shout Dave. Out. That um, we would actually smoke these and tell him what we thought. Um, the reason why these were actually created, at least I believe the reason why they were created, was because everyone would come out and say, you know, oh, stems are terrible in cigars. They'll, they won't burn. They won't do anything. So these cigars were made out of only stems. Just to prove, basically, <laughs> that you can do it. Now, Just I'm to sure prove that if you hate your hell. life, you can do it. Oh, I'm sure they're um, going to be bitter and nasty. But, hey, we're going to yeah, give it a shot. We're going to start our morning off on some 1973 J.W. Dant. This is 86 proof. Nice. Um, and... This is pre-Heaven Hill. This was still when they were at the Lawrenceburg. I think it's a 10-year product. As far as my quick Google searching said, it's a 10-year product. What are you getting on the nose, Isaiah? It definitely Mm. smells dusty. Yeah, but it also has a lot of fruit. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, sweet oak and fruit. 
Yeah, it's not over. I mean, I, well, if it's only 10 years, though, it's not over oaked no, by any no, means no. at all. Got a little floral. Yeah. A little, like, honeysuckle. Yeah. But definitely got that fruit. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's almost, almost a, like an apple, but not yeah, an apple. Yeah, I was going to say a little, a little bit kind of red fruity. Yeah. Smells good. Wow. Oh. Mm. That Ooh. drinks far above its proof. Mm. Oh, very far. <laughs> <laughs> Did you yeah. say that was in the 80s? 86. That's what the guy told me was that Ooh. it was 86. Gosh, it's, yeah. it's playing like 20 points higher than that. Yeah. <laughs> it could be first sip of the day, too. But. True. Yeah, but you could wow. tell me this was in the high 90s, and yeah. I don't think yeah. I'd question it. Yeah, actually, it's just that initial sip that tasted hot. Now it's starting to get more yeah. smooth and fruity. Yeah, I mean it is ten a.m. Um, it it does the dusty. What's the rule, Isaiah? If you don't start drinking in the morning, you can't drink all day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, it does a little bit of that dusty character, the mothball thing, but it has so much of those red fruits that they're kind of signature of like. Kentucky distilling. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. Now going back in on the nose. 100%. 100% ripe green apple. Yeah. Yeah, I'm tracking with you on that. That's a good pour, man. You've, you've found some pretty good dusty pours lately. I honestly ha am starting to grow a theory that uh, whiskey was just made better back then. <laughs> well, and I, I think some of it, like we've talked before, I think some of it could be the fact that the water is way, was way different than it is now. Just pollutants alone, even yeah. though you're filtering it. You know, they probably weren't filtering it the same way back then, so there was just good, clean water, where now they have to filter it to make it clean. Yeah. Um, well, and another portion of that is just the fact that whiskey was not popular when these came out yeah so yeah. if you were going to come out with something better be good better be good it better be good yeah, yeah. well and and i wonder most too, of these come out in like decanters and stuff like that just yeah to make somebody I, at least a little bit more inclined to buy it i'd guess right well i wonder too um how yeast strains change over the years too and how that could be yeah. a big difference too because I would imagine that J.W. Dant now and J.W. Dant then is probably using the same mash bill and probably as close as they can to the original yeast strain, too. Yeah, I'm um, not sure because they're now they are currently owned by Heaven Hill. And there is a whole uh, lawsuit and everything over the Green River guy, yeah. Wally Dant, yeah. um, trying to use his last name. Mm. Yeah, um, because the Damp family signed over everything to he Heaven Hill, and they did it at a time where whiskey wasn't popular, so I'm sure they weren't compensated adequately for it as far as today's standard goes. Um, but yeah. Well, and I, from what it sounded like at the end of that article, too, it sounded like both sides were happy. Yeah, and I, I would imagine you know Heaven Hill probably f in the finality of it just said, 
we want to honor your name. And by the way, we're going to sell a shit ton more product than you'll ever even think about selling. Yeah. I mean, and now um, Green River is owned, owned by uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company, and they're kind of cutting their teeth sourcing uh, what I'd consider more craft Kentucky whiskey. Yeah. Um, they're Bardstown Bourbon Company's implemented that model onto them, and there's a ton of people getting like four and five-year Green River distillate. Yeah. You know, it's Yeah, that was what um, Bourbon 30 had, that one barrel of Green River down there that was really pretty good. Yeah. So, um, So, I don't know. What are you getting on the cold draw on this thing? Cold draw on this is like sweet hay. It's almost like frosted mini wheats or something like that. I'm getting, well, again, this note's been in my head so much lately, but I'm getting the the cookie port part of the Fig Newton, which is basically what you just said. I was thinking just that. (laughs) Yep. It's it's pretty much. I mean, if you put those two combinations together, it's the same thing. Uh, let's let it light them up and get them going here. I left my lighter and my cutter out in the car, so I had. That's why I went scrambling over there to get one. That's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, especially owning a cigar lounge <laughs> and showing up to a cigar podcast at your own lounge. <laughs> I've been up for hours. So, how many hours? hours all of them all of them all of the hours i don't know an hour and a half (laughs) (laughs) that's what i figured no way what time is it hell i don't even know it's like 10 30 past 10 yeah yeah i've been up for a couple hours in yeah there you go of course you live like five minutes away Mm -hmm. yeah I, I love this cigar. Like this is it a, almost remind almost reminds me of a little bit of a sweet tip on that first puff. Yeah, that was nice. I don't remember that before. This has been one of my staple morning cigars. Um, I if I am having a smoking morning, which if you've never smoked a cigar in the morning, here's my here's my regimen for you. Get get a sparkling water. <laughs> Get your black coffee or coffee with cream. Or Start coffee with whiskey. Whatever it takes. Coffee with whiskey, yeah. yeah. Start with this Fumato and C major. As you drink down your coffee, you'll finish that. And then you switch over to a Pisanastasia and get you some more coffee. And yeah. And you're going to have the best day of your life, and I can promise <laughs> you that. It is good. And if we didn't really talk much about it, so this is a this is made by Crown Heads. Um it's the Fumata in C major. It was last year. It was one of last year's special releases, limited editions. Yeah. It was we a still PCA have, only. Yeah, we, we didn't still have two PCA or three boxes and... left, and which I'm, I was shocked that that they've lasted this long, um, which is why we're bringing it back on here again because it really yeah. is that good. But it's got a Connecticut shade wrapper on it, but it's definitely not a mild cigar. It's yeah. in that medium range but in a ton of flavor too so so i just went from the smoke to the sip and the whiskey just did like i would call it strawberries and honey Ooh, for me like it really that almost smells like honeycomb cereal a little bit oh yeah i could see that but yeah. just retro hailing and the perception of a cigar in the room will completely change yeah i mean on the palate you're right man it's just it's all that sweet fruit. I mean, I definitely see what you're saying with the strawberries. Yeah. Big jammy vibe to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. 
that's what we've noticed though. It seems like in all these dusty pours we've been having is super fruit with a cigar. I mean, yeah. they actually pair way better with cigars than some of the new stuff we've been trying. Yeah, I <laughs> it's mean, it's kind of crazy. That would make me interested to try. Like, okay, so Will has an Old Crow Chessman, which is one of the. Um, it's like a. That is one of the most sought after dusty yeah whiskeys. Is that, it that I have found? They typically go for around a grand a piece on the secondary market. Um, but he, and we've noticed with it, like after opening it and decanting it, it started to oxidize and it's not nearly as pleasant as it was like the day mm. after it opened. So I wonder smoking a cigar with it would probably knock a lot of that. It could yeah, knock, knock a lot of that off on the flavor palette. And I mean, granted, it is still a wonderful whiskey. It this was. is just the first time that it has seen air in uh probably 50 or 60 years yeah. <laughs> so yeah so it's it's reacting differently but uh man i love this fumato and c major i just do i do too i'm gonna try it with this coffee so yeah we're drinking the um the new coffee here the brick house black and tan um which i love this coffee so the black and tan is, well, that's the way it looks like when you open the bag. It is uh, some darker roasted beans along with some really lighter roasted beans. So you still get that fruitiness. You get that little bit of roasty, that bitterness. But it's not overpowering in either way. And it is a really good middle ground. Yeah. And it's going great with that cigar, too. Yeah, yeah I believe it. Just made the cigar more sweet. Isaiah, you got any notes on the coffee? You used to be a professional barista. <laughs> Here, let me get the let me get the true uh, cupping slurp for you. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> they they legitimately do that. <laughs> in it's like it aerates it across your palate. Yeah, it it annoys the hell out of everyone around you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It it uh it does bring out a little bit of like a almost graham crackery note. Oh, for me? Okay. Yeah. Is that with the cigar or just the coffee? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, definitely with the cigar. I think it's that that little touch of spiciness coming out of the cigar mm. paired with that coffee kind of gives it a little bit yeah, of Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. This is one of those coffees, though, too. Is like, even if you don't drink coffee black, try this one black. There's so much flavor. It's just not, it's not just dark coffee notes. It's, I mean, there's nuttiness in here. Um, there's that graham crackery thing going, but you're still getting the nice roasty coffee in there too. It just, yeah. it has a lot of complexity to it. Yeah. And some people will be like, why would you want to mix it with light roast coffee? Um, light roast coffee is what gives you your caffeine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Most people don't understand that. No. I mean, in a lot of, in a lot of instances, especially the pre-ground, like store brands and whatever, like your Maxwell House, your Folgers, a lot of the Starbucks stuff, they have actually charred that coffee. Over-roasted yep. <laughs> it big time. Well, I mean, it, at some point, it is carcinogenic. Yeah. yeah. You you're know? just burning that caffeine off. Well, you're burning the caffeine off, one, and you're burning the oils to the outside of the beans. So if your beans are shiny, they took it too far. Yeah. You don't want that. Yep. Coffee talk. 
Coffee with, talk. with the Isaiahs. Indeed. Yeah. Well, you can't leave your day. You can't start your day without a cup of coffee. So you might as well enjoy it. Might as make, well. Make it a ritual instead yeah. of a necessity. Yeah. It's all about mindfulness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just caffeine. <laughs> so any more news from from that, you know, beautiful view from the north yet? I have not gotten any more news from them. No news from that view? No. Looking outside no your house going north? Yeah. yeah. From the view up nice. north. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. No news there. No news there. Um. Yeah. Bachelor party is in a couple of days. And if you're watching this, it's already happened. Yeah. So. And he might be in jail right now. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. And by he, I'm meaning he might be in just jail. the collective he just, just the collective, the collective he. he yeah, yeah. um now nah, it'll like be pretty chill it's gonna be a good time it sounds like there's gonna be a podcast recorded that night yeah we'll put the cameras on and everything we'll just see what happens it'll yeah it'll be fun yeah it'll be it'll it'll be interesting yeah. we'll, have, we'll, we'll just have to interview people while drinking we'll just have like a list of 10 questions and every half an hour we ask Isaiah another question see how yeah. hammer he gets during the <laughs> question that would be pretty good. <laughs> that would, that be, would good. be pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, any news on Elijah Craig? In- yes. So, not that, well, by the time this airs, we should have it. Okay. Should. Again, we don't know because um, it's actually, as of right now, it, it should be already in Southern Glacier's hands. Um according to Heaven Hill. So if that's the case, we could get it today. Um, we also might be getting, well, when we're recording today, uh, we also could be getting the, um, the Spiritual French Lake today too. Both okay. of them are at the distributor now. Cool. So it's just a matter of when they get their deliveries made. So hopefully in the next couple of days and by the time this airs, it'll all be here. But as bad as this is gone, I'm not going to, Hold on, you hope. Yeah, I mean that is the hard part with it. Like, I would really like for Isaiah to try those French lick picks. Yeah, he he was at my house the night that I came home from the picks, and I just like raved about it. And then, uh, I don't know. I I have raved about those picks so much just because Alan knows what he's doing. He does. He really well, and if we have them by the time the bachelor party is, I'll have one out, one of each out. Yeah. But I will say we don't need to be staying long in those bottles because those bottles, I mean, that's where everyone's going to get hammered pretty quickly. Because <laughs> yep. it does not taste like it's hot, but it's still 147 proof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, going back to this whiskey after taking some more puffs and letting it sit a little bit, I'm curious if y'all are getting this. It's... It's almost gotten brighter and shinier. Like that fruitiness for me almost is like reaching a like citrus. Citrusy. Yep. Yeah. Citrus, like a lemon bar almost. Yep. That's uh, mm. exactly where I was thinking. Yeah. 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 I already finished mine, so I can't weigh in. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be a sniff. Especially on the oh, yeah. palate. It's almost like yeah. a, it's almost like a lemon peel at this yeah. point. The bitterness of the citrus. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And I wonder if that's, did you have a sip of coffee too? Yeah. I wonder if that's playing with it a little bit too. I mean. I'm sure it is. Yeah, the coffee is getting brighter to me, too, right now, um, bringing out some of those fruity qualities. It is really solid. Really? 
Really? Really? Really. So I thought since it's a celebratory week for me, we should talk about celebration pours. So I guess what would be uh, for, for Rob, let's say anything is available at your disposal. You get three pours for the evening and it's mm. anything past present. You're not paying for it. It's just available, and you get three pours. You're celebrating the birth of your next Miss Vasectomy kid. <laughs> we, yeah, we've been talking about being careful with that. So, um, which I don't is, know. Start you start. Which I gotta is, think if about you guys it. don't know, uh, it's a joke because Rob's last daughter. Yes. For somehow on Rob, who is a diabetic, his yeah. vasectomy healed itself. Yes. And, uh, and then we had another child. So, well, and honestly, and now we're 54, hoping like hell we never have another child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they wouldn't do it any differently. It's just a no. shocking thing that very on shocking a, that on a diabetic who it takes a month and a half for his tattoos to heal <laughs> like a vasectomy can heal itself exactly. after it's been cauterized and all that uh, deal. no uh-huh. different yeah yeah <laughs> yeah strong swimmers that one strong <laughs> swimmers swimmers <laughs> yeah now you go ahead if you got if you got yeah. something right now because i have to think about that um so for mine i would say I'm going to say a scotch, a bourbon, and a rye. Okay. Uh, for the bourbon, for me, it's Stag Junior. That, that's that's my special pour. It just kind of hits hits all the right notes that I want. Like you do that over a George T. You know, I've only tried George T once, but from that experience, I think so. Yeah. Stag Junior just kind of offers. Oh, what batch? Uh, oh, I, I mean. Probably my favorite out of what I had was twelve. Yeah. You know, like yeah. as everyone says, but yeah. haven't had too many of the batches. But but twelve was really good. Um, but honestly, any any batch of Stag Junior has uh-huh. has hit me right. So uh, yeah, that would be my bourbon uh, for my rye. It's it's Michter's Ten. Yeah, that, that one we were drinking last night. It it just it hits all the comforting apple pie notes that you want mm-hmm. and. Just kind of takes it it's to that. It's got next a really level. nice oak presence too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of that, a lot of that sweetness, and a lot of that oak. Um, and for the scotch, I would say Tobermory Ten. That is, okay. that's my celebration pour because okay. that 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 bottle both a is one of my favorite scotches, but also holds a special memory for me. Uh, I've been to the Tobermory Distillery in Scotland, um, and that whole trip was a really special experience. So, and anytime I get to have a chance to celebrate with that poor. It's a good day. Yeah. That's cool. You want to go? You want me to go? I can start if you want to. Yeah, go for it. Well, and coming back to kind of what you just said with this scotch thing, um, what got me into whiskey was a couple of nice pours of scotch. Mm-hmm. It was uh, McCallum 25-year, Oban 18. Yeah. But on that same bar, they happened to have a bottle of McCallum M. And the guy gave me a little little taste of it. And I would like, that would be a celebratory pour just to say I had it. Yeah. yeah. A full pour. For right. sure. Um, it, it was very good. Honestly. But that I, was I, like it, your first night drinking whiskey, wasn't it, it? Well, not drinking whiskey, but first time appreciating whiskey. Yeah. Um, but I would say it 
probably wasn't that much different than the 25, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I would love to have a pour of that again. I'm with you. I love Stag. Yeah. I love I, – I like George T. I like Stag Jr. I like all the Stags. Um, and then probably – I don't, I don't know, man, because I'm, I'm a huge fan of all the Heaven Hill stuff, and um, I love, I mean, even, even the Heaven Hill bottle and bond green bottles, yeah, were really delicious. So I don't know, I'd, I'd have to probably go back and look at some of the older Heaven Hill stuff to see if there's something in there I'd like to try, but probably one of the, probably something old, old dusty Heaven Hill or something. Yeah. So, I think. For me, this would always be a rotating list. Yeah. But uh, one of them would definitely be, like, I would want another pour of that Old Crow bottled and bond from, like, 1942 that we had when yeah. we were out on the patio. Mercy. Like, yeah. something about that bottle just hit me the absolute right way. That and that beam decanter you had, that old yeah. dusty beam was delicious, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then the turkey was fantastic too. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, I think yeah. I think we've said it before. I think it's just the the idea of something you'll never be able to have again. It is, and also tasting something so far so old that it was before all the you know pollutants and everything else we got going on now. Yeah, so I would like my one of my first ones would be that old crow bottled in bond. I also think that a. Uh, a 2020 Thomas H. Handy would be on there. Okay. Yeah. I I have tried it once, but just remember it being one of those whiskey experiences where you take a sip and you just sit with it. Yeah. There is that so aha much. aha moment. Yeah. I mean, there's so much complexity there that, like, the finish just goes on forever. Also, I'm a rye guy, so it hits my palate super well. That That would be one. And then uh, I don't know what my last what my last one would really be. It might just be the Parker's Double Barrel Blend, which we are gonna crack at my bachelor party. Nice. But when Will brought that in that one day, I uh, I was like, oh my gosh! Like yeah. I high age Heaven Hill stuff, I really do love. Yeah, but. Uh, that one in particular, it's high proof, it's high age, it just takes all my boxes, and it's got enough spice in there. Some some of the higher aged uh, Heaven Hill stuff leans more into those brown sugar notes, into those nuttiness. The thing that I think draws me to that Parker's Double Barrel Blend is that they're still spicy, and it's not just like oak tannic spicy. Yeah. Um, and there's something about it that I just absolutely love. But nice. That's, nice. I guess I'm a decently cheap date. But. Well, and I mean, like you had mentioned before, too, the, that, the, the turkey dusties and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's special, man. It is so special. And um, I, I think it would be fun just to do a flight of, of, like, all the big big six distilleries, something from their dusty lineup, and doing a lineup of all those. So I, I think we'd probably just – being all of all of them. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I was shocked at how much I love that Jim Beam Dusty we tried. And it was just regular Jim Beam, but old. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and it was delicious. Yep. So. I'll, uh, I'll have to bring – I got a couple Beam decanters, and I'll have to bring them on the show. Um, for science. For science. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know, maybe you can start the night on some Beam decanters 
during uh, for my bachelor party. <laughs> As you do. As you do. You could. I don't care. Nah, don't waste all your stuff. We got. I'm sure there'll be some stuff coming that night. Oh, there'll be stuff coming. I know that. But hey, yeah. we're drinking nice. That we are. Yes. We're gonna have a good time. I'm bringing you a handle of Fireball and JTS <laughs> Brown, baby. Hey, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm still waiting to see any of the Fireball Dragons Reserve, which was the barrel aged one. Um, so if any of you guys out there have a lead or have seen one, please let us know. <laughs> and I think it's like 20 bucks for the bottle, right? I got 50 for you. I will pay 50 See, and for I mean, that alloc- bottle. The allocated market on that bottle has got to be at least 22 bucks by now. <laughs> <laughs> at least. Like I, I have. Yeah, I would pay you 50 bucks for that bottle. Just to try it on the show, Somebody torture Rob with it, that. but also get <laughs> Dr. Johnson on again because he we is the resident fireball expert <laughs> of Final Third. He's a big fireball guy. <laughs> he says all the time, he like, loves it. He's like, I can't believe that joke took on so much on the legs of this thing now because <laughs> he was just joking about it on a, yeah. on a post. And now he's the fireball man. Yeah. So he he posted on the Indiana bourbon club and he had a pour and I, I don't even think it was fireball. It was glass, but it was a Glen Karen next to a fireball bottle that looked like whatever was in his glass could have very well been fireball. <laughs> and he, I think it was just like one of those what's in your glass tonight. It was because there was like 20 of 20 other posts that day. Yeah. Everyone's showing what's in my glass. He's like, what's in my glass? There's a bottle of fireball next to it. It, it was probably some nice scotch just yeah. sitting oh, next sure. to a fireball bottle. But now he's become the resident fireball guy. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from his fireball Tata scans to... Which we both admit it, it worked. They were good. It they worked. Good. We haven't done anything with those Tata scans, have we? No, they're still back there. Yeah. Not with the packs anymore, but they're still back there. Who knows? They might have blown up by now. <laughs> Could have. Could have. Mm. This cigar, I'll tell you, man, that... The nuttiness is starting to come out of the cigar with the whiskey or the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have a ton of spice on the retrohale. Um, just enough to kind of keep you interested, but not really black pepper spice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it is. Th- this is genuinely one of my favorite Connecticut's all the way around. This and the pie for you. Yeah. Yeah. I already mentioned the pie. I know. But, uh, Sadly, this Fumato in C major was just a PCA only release that they had extras of. So the shop got, and I'm not sure that there's plans to re-release it. Uh, I don't think so. No, not I wouldn't from the imagine. factory it came out of. Yeah, because if you didn't, <coughs> you're not looking at the uh, at the at the stream or the video. Um, it's a Pachardo factory thing. Unfortunately, Pachardo. And Ace Prime and uh, all of the crew that's associated with them did Crown Heads dirty. And they are taking everything out of Pichardo except Bill Diaz. Bill Diaz. Hmm. Which they shouldn't mess with that. I, I wouldn't. I mean, it's the, their best-selling cigar. It is. Yeah. And, that's, and that's the funny thing, too. Is like That's the same way I feel like about AJ. AJ, when he makes cigars for other people... They're always way better than his own stuff. Yeah. And I feel like this is the same way with them. The Petrardo factory, this cigar, and the... Um, was the pie made there, too? 
I don't remember. Maybe not. I don't remember. But the Mill Diaz, some of the cigars he made for Crowned Heads was the best thing he ever made. Then you get into the other lines, and they just didn't hold up to yeah, what all, they made all for the Crowned Heads. stuff, all that deal. Yeah. It's, uh, and they have more construction issues than any of these. They do. Yeah. But, yeah, I still haven't had one of these that has not smoked well. Uh-uh. Mill DS very seldom will ever well, smoke differently. In the uh, the draw on these is like wide open, mm-hmm. like, which is the way I like mine. Yeah. I know some people like a little more resistance. I like them where I can, I can smoke it the way I want to and not have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah. it's super super easy. So Isaiah, what's what's the Nashville news? If there was something you could tell people about the Nashville bourbon scene today. Oh, oh. You know, yeah. uh, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the cigar scene, because, I mean, obviously yeah. you got crowned heads in your backyard. I mean, whatever's so, going on down there. I did see that uh, Smoker's Abbey picked up Fuerte Libre. Uh, I'm, I'm going to as well. I just yeah. haven't done it yet. And it looked like they changed their packaging. They did. Which is not a bad thing. It's an amazing thing. Yeah. The bands, the boxes, everything was terribly designed. Whoever did it, I am so glad that they realized that they were wrong in doing it. <laughs> and because the cigars were great. Yeah, yeah. They were great, but that was one of those cigars that, well, when I was working here, I, you would have to walk in the humidor to convince somebody to buy it. Yeah, they, they just were, I don't want to say cheap, but the the bands themselves just didn't stand out. It's like when you walk in, you see a Padron. Crappy little band, but everyone knows it's iconic. Yeah. You know, all the um, Fuente stuff, they all look the same, but they everyone it draws your eye to it. This one here was just like you'd look over it pretty easily. Yeah. And um, so I'm glad to see that too. And that yellow band was hard to even read. So that one made it hard. Well, but, and it was also. And that was one of my favorite yellow. cigars too. Yeah. So of theirs. Yeah. Our wonderful new table is brought to you by Deadwood Live. That's D E D Wood Live. Go check them out on Facebook and see what Derek can do for you. From bars to tabletops to a giant podcast table, they specialize in making super high quality furniture from Live Edge Woods and reused barrels. So reach out to them on Facebook and see what they can do for you. But we're, we're going to get them in here now because I'm getting close to um, weeding out a few things. And once I have a little bit more time, I'm going to adjust it and add another shelf in there so we'll have a lot more room. Um, but that's one of them I want to bring in here too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll make the question a little bit more specific. Okay. Um, are there any brands that you're seeing right now in the Nashville market? Because you guys do tend to get like newer brands on the scene, typically <clears throat> prioritize Tennessee and Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Are there brands that you're just seeing that are kind of popping off right now? Like I would say like a blue note, like one of those yeah. situations. Um, honestly, surprisingly enough, uh, <laughs> Jack Daniels, I would almost say kind of falls in that for me. Like, yeah. uh, you know, Jack Daniels is obviously the Tennessee classic, but it feels like over the last several years and a lot of the stuff that they've been doing with their special releases and all that stuff, like they've really kind of turned the tide, I think, for the real bourbon nerds. Like I I think it traditionally, or at least, you know, when I started getting into bourbon, my perception of what 
the kind of common thought of Jack Daniels was, oh, it's, you know, it's the thing you drink in college. It's, it's the beginner whiskey. Like a, we never drank Jack in college. Yeah, I did once. <laughs> it was the last day of my freshman year. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think recently uh, with a lot of the stuff that they've been doing, it, it seems like they're, they're definitely not only kind of gaining a lot of favor in the Nashville market, but like it seems like they're putting forth like some special releases that like maybe they're not exclusive to Nashville, but they're hitting Nashville harder than they're hitting other places, if at all. So they're taking care of Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, right. which is so, it's nice see. to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we I talked mean, about that on the last show. Seems like Jack is just everything Jack hits right now is just a home run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they definitely seem to be tapped into what what people want, especially like with their what the things they've been doing with like their rise. Yeah, like putting out the the single barrels and and the barrel proof. Like yeah, that that seems to really be playing to like what the like aficionados want. See, I can't think if I've even. I don't think I've had the Jack Rye yet. I don't believe I have. You had the barrel proof rye. Did I have that? Okay. Yeah, that was on the show with Eric. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that was right. That was the last pour. That's right. And it was delicious. I do remember that now. Yeah. 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 Um, But they also just released a regular release rye too. Not not the barrel proof, right? Didn't they just do? No. So that's that's the regular release. Um, Their like limited rye is a double barrel rye. Okay. Um, and Again, ba- like you said, hitting the the, yeah. whis- the whiskey nerd, bourbon nerds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, and it's part of their heritage collection, I think they mm-hmm. call it. And uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the interesting thing to that is this is a brand that actually saw what the market wanted and was just like, hey, let's give you some more. Nobody really cared about the Jack Daniels Heritage Collection until 2020 yep. when the first single barrel barrel proof rye came out yeah. as a Heritage Collection release. And then everybody was nuts. Oh, so yeah. is Coy Hill part of the Heritage? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it went. That was the uh, one people single barrel to rye. Search out. Yeah. And then. Then I think it was Coy Hill. I think Coy Hill was 21. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if it was Coy Hill or the there was the the one malt whiskey. I thought the malt was last year. Yeah, it I think let so. everybody down. And then this year is a twice barrel barrel proof rye. Yeah, and it they are back in the favor. Yep. The interesting thing is on that malt whiskey that they did or their single malt was that uh, that's one of the main components of the triple mash, and I I just. I think it would have gone better with people that regularly drink scotch than with people that drink bourbon. Because you go from something like Coy Hill, which is knock you over. Like, it just does the Jack Daniels thing. I I remember there being a lot of, like, almond qualities in that. And then you go to something that's a single malt finished in sherry. Like, it's a different market. It yeah. really is. Yeah, and that was one of the things we said last year was, you know, Jack coming out with the triple mash and even the bonded, you know, it wasn't as it wasn't as good as a single barrel, mm-hmm. but it wasn't playing in that world. It's right. a $40 bottle. Oh, you know, that's what you great. meant. They, they did just come out with a bonded rod. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, I've, okay. Been, okay. I've been wanting to pick that one up, too. Yeah. That's the one I haven't seen Have yet. Have you seen right that here. in your market, Isaiah? Um, I think it's starting to pop up. Yeah. Um, but I haven't seen it like super prevalent yet. Yeah. 
Because you guys get stuff long before we do. We yeah. still don't have, we don't regularly have the Jack Daniels single barrel veil proof where I hear. Mm. Yeah, we're we're just starting to get to where that's that's becoming like it's staying on shelves when it's sitting there. How prevalent is the Jack ten and twelve down there? Oh, I I've never yet? seen one on a shelf person. Gotcha. Okay. So I, I know that's that's one that that's people one like to get. Yeah. Yeah. People go after those pretty hard, but the I mean Jack for good reason. Is delicious. Yeah. 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 I've and, had twelve. I don't know. Have we had ten? Yeah. Okay. Um, we had last year's ten and twelve. Okay. And then we also had this year's twelve. I must just sound like an alcoholic. I never know what the hell I drink. <laughs> what have I what have I had, Isaiah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks, son. Those were those were ones that uh Will had brought in for us. Mm. Shout out to Will Breeden. Shout, Shout out, out to you, man. Cheers. Love Cheers. you. Will Breeden. <laughs> Will Breeden. The man, the myth, the legend. He is a legend. He is a legend. Uh, Super. Not just in his own mind either. No, I mean no. he's he's just a genuinely uh, generous guy, and sexy as hell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait a minute, I see it out loud. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's my outside voice. Sorry, yeah. Will. Yeah, Becky, <laughs> Becky, lucky lady, lucky lady. Oh yeah. <laughs> any any um, any other brands you're seeing that are really taking off in in the Tennessee market? Um. I mean, I would definitely say like Nashville Barrel Co. has definitely been like continuing to kind of garner that that favor with the kind of insider Nashville community. Yeah, uh, Nashville Barrel Co. recently got a lot of beam distillate. Yep. And uh, so are they sourcing only? Mm-hmm. Okay. They are, yeah, they are only sourcing. Okay. And they are rebarreling everything. Okay. And then selling them as single barrels predominantly. Um. And people will always say, like, oh, there's just something special about Nashville Barrel Co. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's that all their barrels are toasted. Yeah. Um, but they won't tell you that. Yeah. But every single thing that comes out of there just tastes toasted. Yeah. I had a what has been labeled Nash Tucky, <laughs> um, which is those bean barrels that it went to Nashville Barrel Co. Yeah. Um, and it was literally just like a toasted Booker's. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. that's kind of one of the things that Bourbon 30 does is, you know, they get their barrels of MGP and Green River and they're doing some Bardstown stuff, whatever. Um, but what they're doing is they they toast staves and they put the staves down the barrels to change them up a little bit. Yeah. And that's what you're doing when you're thiefing them out of there. You're trying to get around the, the staves to get down to the <laughs> juice. And um, I think that's why their barrels are so unique. Yeah. Yeah. So, And I think too, like it, it I definitely get the impression that like, the whole place is kind of like if you're somebody who goes to bottle shares and like has friends in the community, like you walk in and the people running the place are the same people. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely bourbon nerds. And so I think they really know how to like find those flavors that the bourbon nerds want and kind of seek those out. So how big is Nashville or what's it called? Nashville Nashville Barrel Barrel Co. Okay. They're pretty small. Yeah, yeah. Their their warehouse isn't super large. I mean, it's it's in the city, like in Nashville proper, <laughs> yeah, and me. in kind of an industrial district. And like, you know, they have a decent sized warehouse, but you know, it's it's not like a major, you know, like massive operation. Mm-hmm. You know, the nice thing about their model is they can basically flip a barrel in probably two months. 
minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it can basically come in there, hang out for a minute. I can't imagine how much wood waste there is on the other end. Yeah. Okay. Another question. Did you see that uh, Belmead was bought out? No, I didn't. Okay. Actually. I got to figure it out. Okay. Can you talk about Belmead and then like the, the Greenbrier's current perception? Um, because they switched to their own product. Right. Uh, yeah. Belmead has kind of, for a long time, has garnered a really kind of high caliber perception. Um, mostly for a lot of the work that they did, um, you know, several years back, kind of being on the front end of people sourcing like really well-aged MGP. Um, and so over time they've been moving from that towards their own distillate to where now they're, they're putting out their own distillate. Um, and kind of with that whole process, they're starting to somewhat phase out or at least put on the back burner, the Bellmead brand and start kind of labeling it under the, the Nelson's Greenbrier, which is, you know, a heritage brand for Tennessee. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, there are some that are, that are diehards for it, but I think also, you know, that they, they've, it seemed like they kind of outpriced themselves at the very beginning of that kind of transition because, you know, when, when they changed the branding, it seemed like the, kind of flavor palette that you were getting also significantly changed. Yeah, because they way. went from higher aged MGP to probably five, six year Tennessee yep. that they made. Right. So, uh, yeah, Nelson's Greenbrier was bought out by Constellation Brands, which they're the company that bought High West. Okay. And they're also the company that have... And I will say this wholeheartedly. They're the company that have tanked all of the High West limited releases. Oh, okay. Like Rendezvous Rye. Rendezvous Rye. Because um, even midwinters, like, yeah. After Act Nine, it's just been going downhill. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hmm. Well, and that was the way, you know, Scott Deshong, I don't know if you've met him or not, but shout out to Scott. Um, he was. He loved the Rendezvous Rye, and he bought a bottle, brought it in here, and we cracked it. And he's like, oh, man, it's not the same. Yeah. And it's like Rendezvous should be something they can completely keep redoing over and over and over because it's not – they're not doing anything special with it. It's the same – it should be the same release every year, but not, it's not should now. But, it, but that's – it has been since Constellation Brands – buying high west that all of their prices have shot up mm. they're nearly out pricing themselves on everything oh really anything special yeah, yeah. i yeah. mean the high west campfire that i got which i actually still really enjoy it was good like 80 bucks yeah you know it's just i just hope they don't screw around high. with that the double ride because the double ride makes a great cocktail yeah no, I mean they they already would have by now. I think I think that I think like the double wa double rye like their um prairie bourbon those are meant to be well bottles. Mm. Those are meant to be um in that price range so that they can have more bar presence. 
Their limited releases is just where they're nickel and diamond everybody. Yeah. But I think that's kind of been a similar thing with the Nelson's yeah. Prior thing. Yeah, definitely feels like it. Like they're they still have, you know, kind of like with High West, they they still have your approachable bottles that are still priced pretty fairly. But yeah. I mean, if if you want one of those special releases, you're still paying the same price, if not more, than you were a couple years back for, you know, high age MGP only you know, not so high age and, you know, different flavor, pro, different flavor profile, which might be your thing, but also might not. Yeah. And uh, for you guys that don't know, Bell Mead, which was the previous Nelson's Greenbrier brand um, when they were using MGP, they were the ones, I can't say that they did it first. I don't know that for sure, but they definitely paved the way for a million honey finishes. Yeah, Bellmead honey. As far as I know, they were the first. I I I would think so, but do not quote me on that. <laughs> um, it, it's always hard to prove who was the first and all the bourbon yeah. stuff. But uh, those bottles garnered thousands of dollars yep. on secondary market because it, it at that point it was like twelve year MGP finished in a honey barrel that was true bee honey from Franklin, Tennessee. Yep. And it was just like really well done, I guess. I've never had one. Yeah. And and even some of the the uh successive releases, like even those were still hitting like six, seven years, which yeah. you get a good barrel of MGP at six, seven years and you know, you're still getting that really, really good age flavor on it. Do you know what the last price that they wanted for that uh that honey was i think i think it was around 200 yeah i want to say the last release of the honey finished under the nelson's name i yeah i want to say it, it was in the ballpark of like two to 250 from yeah. what i remember so so, so uh, next time boy. dr j you want to complain about starlight <laughs> <laughs> marking up their finishes to 75.99 i was gonna really ask you about that too um or 74.99 another five bucks yeah. So uh, we were talking about this together this week. Starlight through Coming Whiskey, the TTB patrolling page, right, is releasing a bourbon finished in Mizunara barrels. Okay. okay. Which um, they've done that before, haven't they? I haven't seen it. Oh, I thought they did. Okay. Uh, which surprises me because I just feel like that's something that they would have done. Yeah. Um. Barrel has already done it. That's right. Vantage. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's a portion of Vantage. But no citrus at all in that. <laughs> no, it's all uh, vanilla bean ice cream. You say? We're just making fun of somebody right now. There's, uh, there's, a, there's another show that they reviewed Barrel Vantage in. It was, it was like they one. purposely looked up notes on on the whiskey and just went the complete opposite, opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's absolutely no citrus in Vantage. I'm like, wait, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> all orange. Like all orange, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So on that Mizunara oak finished um, from Starlight, Andrew commented on that post and said it's going to be a blend of seven-year hmm. product. So here's here's the running theory is that it's going to be a 
repeal day release for them, which would add up as far as timeline goes. You yeah. got another couple months before they're bottling repeal day stuff. And uh, Scott Johnston said it'll probably be around 200 bucks, which I'd have mm. to agree with him. Like, I just... That's the way they're going. Where their pricing points are, that would make sense. Yeah. It, I understand Mizunara. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, the tree has to be 200 years old. You know what? A 200-year-old tree should be able to make more than one barrel. <laughs> like, yeah. a lot more than one barrel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like you could probably get, I don't know, how big is a Mizunara tree? I have no idea. But I'll no bet clue. you could at least get 15 barrels out of a tree. Uh, <laughs> probably It'd be more. interesting to find out how many barrels you could get out yeah. of a just a regular, regular tree, tree, regular yeah. oak tree. I don't know. Mizunara oak tree. That would be fun to get somebody on from a, a cooperage to talk barrels sometime. Yeah. Uh, you know who could do it for us? Gary. Gary Highgardner. Yep. Highgardner, whatever his last name is. Well, I bet you anything, Alan Bishop probably has a little bit of knowledge on that too. I know he oh, on I'm his sure on that. his distiller talk show, um, he has a couple of buddies on there that are that are part of Cooperages and they talk about it all the time. Well, we should poach one of his buddies. <laughs> we could. Yeah. It is promising for me to see a seven-year finished release coming out of Starlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of about time. Yeah. But I also know <clears throat> that Barrel can do probably a seven-year in Advantage in Mizunara Oak and price it at around 100 Yeah. And blend better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, would they do it? Because I mean, the regular release stuff's a hundred bucks now for MSRP. Yeah. So would they do a seven year at a hundred bucks? Or would I, am, they... I. It would surprise me if any of those barrel products are like under six year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It like, uh, uh sp- they source a lot from Cascade Hollow. I'm not sure anyone pulls anything out of that distillery that's under eight years. Mm-hmm. So that's a good question too, um, and I don't know. You probably, you guys probably do know the answer. When they're doing a, a blend like that, do they ever even release the age statements on them? Will they? I know, like like Penelope on the Architect, they they break down percentages and age of each one of those different ones going in there. But do does Barrel do that or any others do that? I I haven't seen that. Okay. I do know that every bottle in that line has a batch number on it. Yeah. I think some of their like regular release batches, I think a lot of times they'll they'll at least have some age statements on on some of those. Okay. Do you especially the gray label ones. I think the gray yeah, label the gray ones gray label do. ones do. Yeah. Which honestly that old gray label seagrass is fantastic. It is yeah. good. It is really good. Yeah. I, now I'm wondering about that Vantage bottle, seeing if it has an age statement on it. Rob, do you want to grab it? Yeah, I'll grab it. Yeah. So we need more whiskey. We're going to read up. <laughs> <laughs> Are we drinking it? Yes. Yeah. You're tripping over there. <laughs> I know. I'm trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> that dude. Yeah. So I would guess if it said something, it'd say it on the back. But I think it's all Indiana and Tennessee in there. Isn't it? 
It'll say distilled Indiana, Tennessee, Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. So, but it does not say age anywhere on it. Okay. A blend of straight bourbon whiskeys finished in Mizanara French and toasted American oak. Yeah. Which, uh, it's in my glass. Starlight just did a toasted series, and those were around 80 bucks a bottle. Some, uh, sure. Yeah, I guess you take take it. You guys pour some. I'm I'm good. I'm not gonna keep drinking. I still have Just some meetings to, to do today. Just a tiny little bit. <laughs> no, you drink however much you want to, Bub. Nobody cares. Oh, yes. I care. <laughs> oh, I'm you. trying to make sure I can walk out of here. <laughs> it hitting you that hard? No, I'm just saying it's early. Oh, okay. <laughs> you ate Taco Bell on the way here. You'd be uh, fine. Uh, uh. <laughs> a little Taco breakfast Bell burrito. breakfast, man. Haven't had their breakfast. It's it's not bad. Not it? terrible. How it's, late do they serve it? Uh, like 10, 1030, I think. That's the thing that pisses me off about McDonald's. Uh, their their sausage and egg McMuffin is the best breakfast sandwich on the market. Yeah. And they only serve it till 1030. And I don't come into work till noon. I was like, I want to yeah. get those every day. I would, man. Uh, if they sold the McGriddles in a frozen pack at Costco, <laughs> I would totally be buying those and popping them in the microwave. So as a, tell as me there's no one. citrus on that. Um, I will not. <laughs> I most certainly will not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's Seriously, got like a It just bottle. finishes with almost like, I almost think of it as like mandarin orange or something yeah. like that. It, it's almost like cream sickly to me. Yeah. Yeah, I could totally see that. Actually, it goes really great with a cigar. Yeah. Holy cow. I always worry about how much uh, just like straight... Mild. I think this. I think this cigar is a take above a mild. But yeah, how much it's leaning the into the medium in that in that sort of uh, strength range will will deal with a whiskey. I think a lot of like proofier options or even port finish stuff would probably cover up a lot in this cigar. Yeah, but something is bright and fruity as the vantage. Well, and I tell people a lot of times if they're if they want a milder cigar, I'll usually lean them to a finished bourbon, yeah, or a finished rye because, like you know, the port finishes or the sherry finishes or, you know, really any of the vantage finishes, all of it just really plays nicely with that fruit to kind of balance out the, the mildness of the cigar. Yeah. yeah. Now, not to say you can't drink Maverick, which is all the port. It's so much with more. a dark, dark cigar because it works great with that yeah, too. It does. But, yeah, it definitely does. But something like this, this probably would hold up to a darker cigar, but it probably wouldn't be as bright and yeah. pretty as it is right now. Yeah, totally. And I think the the having a cigar that's not super heavy also allows some of that spiciness to come through. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and it also allow this combination here really allows you to taste both well. Yeah. You're, you're, one's not overpowering the other. They're just balancing each other out really nicely. Yeah, yeah I can totally <laughs> see that. So, okay. Okay. How many more days of work do you have before you're off the um, wedding? Tomorrow. Okay. Well, I'm, and I'm so off Thursday. Wednesday. And Thursday you're off? And my weekends are always Friday, Saturday <laughs> anyway, but I also took Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday off. Well, you should. Week. You should. So. You're not going to be walking straight for a couple of days, buddy. 
and that's not just, from the alcohol. I'm just meaning because you're going to be on your feet a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking Making about? Making fat jokes? Maybe. Maybe. I can do it's that okay. at this table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> no, yeah. So I'll be... Uh, yeah, I'll be off a couple of days afterward. I'm trying to talk Victoria into either going down to Starlight with me or hitting up Oliver either that Monday or Tuesday and just going and hanging out. Yeah. Um, She's a wine girl, isn't she? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, like, the, the nice thing about Starlight is their farm market is open, and I'm pretty sure the You Pick Apples is open, too. Should be. Um, it's season. Yeah. Um, and so all of Starlight's, like, apple... They're, they have an apple muffin loaf. Oh, my gosh. So good. It's so <laughs> good. And their uh, their apple cider is crazy good, too. There's nothing coming out of that farm store that's not good at yeah. Starlight. Yeah. yeah. And they, they if there's one, th- one season they do right, it is the fall. Yeah. It is the fall. Now, that being said, um, avoid it in October. Absolutely. When, when pumpkin season comes around, if you're able to avoid it, just do it. Unless you have kids. Then take him and let him have a blast. Oh you know? yeah, it is yeah. a it is definitely a family big party family time. It's Bourbon Disneyland. Thousands of people out there, and the kids can go out there and get them a pumpkin and play, and parents can have a drink and sit and eat and totally. It's a but great that's time. the really smart thing about their model is that it is both a functioning fruit farm, uh, like they grow corn and stuff too. But it's also a distillery and also a winery. So yeah. you can quite literally spend an entire day there. Yep. And while you're drinking, your kids can play on the playground or go feed the most giant goldfish <laughs> you ever seen. So huge. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Ridiculously large. They can mess with some with some ducks yep. that have had their yep. wings clipped so they don't go anywhere <laughs> and breed anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it, no, it, it really is a fantastic. We give Starlight a lot of crap on this show, but I will say it again and again. It's because we love them. Yeah. Indeed. Well, I mean, typically you're more critical on the ones that you care about than the ones you don't give a crap about. Yeah. So. Well, and there was a while where I would buy every single release, every single Starlight release. Yeah. And uh, when they do two or three a week. It makes it difficult. Well, they were doing monthly releases, and they'd release one or two, and I would just go down there for a couple hours and come back, and and that was a blast. And there was a couple times where I met Isaiah down there, and uh, we would just hang out down there, come up back to my house, and probably make some cocktails. Um, Oh, speaking of cocktails. Yes. You should share your recipe yeah. for your apple cider cocktail. Yeah. Talk, there you go. Talk about it on the show. So, uh, a little bit of background on Isaiah and I's whiskey journey. Um, I, I had started drinking whiskey and bourbon uh, prior, prior to the pandemic. Um, yeah. But during the pandemic, one of the things that kind of kept Isaiah and I together and, and strengthened our friendship was having 
having bourbon as kind of a new hobby for the both of us to share and kind of get into simultaneously. Well, and it had become a legitimate hobby rather than just like, hey, let's hang out in our dorm room and drink together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, were, there was a period of time because uh, I, I really kind of, one of my uh, pandemic hobbies was uh, mixology. Um, so, because I couldn't go out to get a good drink, so I learned to make one at home. I have a uh, picture of you in in my phone of you. I think you have a cowboy hat on in the shower <laughs> drinking a gold rush. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like so, out of a so, coke glass. Yeah, my, my problem with this is Isaiah's taking pictures of you in the shower. No, he's not. He sent <laughs> No, I don't me. even want to hear he it. He straight up sent that to me. But yet it's still in his phone. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, that's great. Shower <laughs> yeah, beers, shower cocktails, whatever it takes. Sometimes shower you got to do it. Do you just got to treat yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to get fancy with it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there, there was a, a period of time where we didn't get the chance to see each other. And so during that time, I started trying to craft a drink that I could share with Isaiah when I came back up the next time, uh, which was going to be in the fall. And I've always been a big fan of apple cider and bourbon. That's kind of always one of my fall go-to drinks. Like sometimes I'll, I'll just take some apple cider, have like a glass and then, you know, just put some bourbon in it and just have that in the fridge. Um, so I wanted to take that idea and kind of elevate it to kind of a cocktail level of, of balance. Um, so the drink that I ended up coming up with, uh, when I came to visit Isaiah to share this drink with him, uh, it was peak fall season. I, I think it had to have been like early October or something like yeah, that. Really, all the, all the orchards were just pumping out all of the apple goodness. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I... Indi- Indiana. Yeah. So the I ended up naming the drink Indiana Autumn uh, because a lot of the ingredients to me kind of represented what is in season around that time. And just that, that, that warm, comforting feeling of, you know, driving through the cornfields that are, you know, starting to get that dusty color and surrounded by all the red trees and all that. But, uh, the drink itself is two ounces of apple cider, two ounces of bourbon of your choice. I created the drink to be mixed with Weller special reserve, but I've had other things like old granddad bottle and bond works well, tried a few different things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I add an ounce of honey syrup, which personally for me, I find for this drink, clover honey works the best. Um, you want a pretty like plain and general honey, not yeah. something like a buckwheat or a wildflower. Right, right. Um, yeah, so honey syrup, lemon, uh, and then I'll add a couple dashes of Fee Brothers barrel aged bitters, um, which kind of bring a lot of those baking spices, uh, baking spice notes yeah. that you'd want in a drink like that. And I will tell you, there have been nights, oh, shaken, because shaken. It, it has uh, juice in it. And right. when you shake something with juice, it adds a lot of aeration, makes it a lot silkier of a texture, all that stuff, cocktail science, this and that, you know, whatever. But when you, you can sit there and make a double and slam it so quickly, <laughs> and uh, there have been nights when... Isaiah and I were hopping on FaceTime calls and I'd like sit there, slam a double and be like, dog, I got to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) But it it is a fantastic drink. Um, 
But yeah, it was also great with finished whiskeys in there. I, I at one point used the Starlight uh, maple syrup finished. Mm. And that mm. was great. But that there. was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The honey finishes go well in there. Yep. And I would be intrigued to try it with a cigar batch, though I don't. Ugh. I'm not sure. Don't, don't ruin the. Yeah. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't ruin, ruin the apple, apple cider. cider. Yeah. <laughs> no. Cider. I barely know her. Almost killed her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you want to get into these stem only cigars? We can. You guys want? Do you guys want to try one? I, I am intrigued at this point, right. and okay. I have enough of my cigar left over that if I absolutely hate that, I can relight mine. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt we're going to absolutely hate these. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, once again, Rob, tell the people what these are. Yeah. And- so the brand it's it's called El Talo um, by Jose Dominguez. Um, and, and that's again, a United brand, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It was actually, it was created specifically to prove that stems are in your cigars. They burn. They do well. Um, it was not created to be something that people seek out and love them. So if you look at these. I don't these know are you ugly. See them. They're, they're so ugly. Oh, they are. They look like a cheroot, just 10 times the size. Jesus. Completely, completely closed on the end. Um, actually, that would be a good idea is to cut. Get a, I'm going to get a straight cut on this one just to see what it does. I did a V and like you got to you you get in there at it. Yeah, that's. Uh... Yeah, so it's just all stems. Oh, my Lord. Um, probably we're not going to have any draw on it at all because it's got a closed foot on it. Actually, it's a wide open draw. That's wild. Mine's not quite wide open. Mine's but wide it's open. It's not bad. It does the. I mean, it's got a good cold draw. Um, I'm sure mine will be once that foot, but there's so much leaf on the foot of this. So, once again, I am using the uh, Calibri Soft Flame, which I forget what this is called. The Julius. Julius. Okay. Not good. Not good. (laughs) Yeah. So far, not good. So basically, Dave Payne got this for me. He brought it in because he's like, "What do you What do you get the guy that owns a shop that can get anything he wants to smoke? We'll get him something he's probably never smoked before. Bad cigars. So he got me this just to show, just to experiment. Oh, get spicy brown paper bag. Oh, you're right, Dave, man. This is not good. Oh, yeah. Paper bag oddly describes it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But most of the time, paper bag reminds me. It's just like it just doesn't have much going on. This has. Oh, oh, this is just. And it's woody. It's it woody. is. It is woody. Yeah. There's a an astringent note in there, too. Yeah. Um. So. But they do, in fact, burn. They do burn. And that's the thing. Like, you know, some people claim stupid things with with stems. Um, I remember uh, Rocky was uh, screwing with this girl, which I won't mention her name. Nah, blast her. She'll be fine. She'll probably get some more OnlyFans followers. That's true. Melanie Sisko, if anyone's ever heard that name. We were on a a, uh, 
um, it was a herf during during COVID. And uh, so, you know, she, real quick, explain what a herf is. So a herf is basically you just get a bunch of people together smoking, and during that time, it's it was on like a Zoom call. So everyone got together, and you smoking from all over the country. Well, she jumped on, and she's like, "Well, yeah, every cigar has a stem from from foot to the head on every cigar." And we're like, "No, that's not true." Oh, she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's true because uh, Rocky told me." And we looked, we're like, I think Rocky's fucking with you just a little bit. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, no. And then um, Dan Thompson was on the call, and he's actually the president of McAuliffe. Yeah. He's like, I can tell you right now, we don't do that. She's like, oh, no, everyone does. I'm like, whatever, whatever. <laughs> That's not the case. But there are stems because stems are a part of the leaf. You're going to have a Every cigar is going to have a stem in it. It is what it is. It's not that they're put in there specifically for burning. They're just in there because they're part of a leaf. So uh, these things, I wouldn't even call like there's. I I switched back to this fumado. Oh, I hated that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's almost like the cigar in the ashtray is smoldering. <laughs> like God. it is super woody. Yeah, it's like incense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's literally like smoking the incense sticks. Yeah. A little bit. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Thanks, Dave, for screwing up my palate for the day, buddy. <laughs> You'll be fine. Just um, go get a. It is interesting though because they did burn perfectly fine. Yeah, they I were mean, burning fine, but if they they did not tasted taste good. good. You could well, if you don't care how your cigar tastes, you would smoke that entire thing. There is, I, I would never want to smoke that again. No, ever, ever. No. So. You know, if anybody, first two people that come up to me and ask for them, they're yours. Yeah. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, they're It they're is an interesting, interesting thing man. to try. Um, make sure your cutter's sharp because You'll you them. could feel, <laughs> you could feel the resistance yeah. on the cut. Yeah. Like those things. I mean, you're chopping through stems. Stems. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, that's the thing too, is like the stem is where all the nutrients come in before it gets out to the leaf. So your stems are going to have a lot of nutrients in them. Yeah. Doesn't always equate to flavor. Oh, it definitely <laughs> doesn't. I'm sure there is a crazy amount of nicotine in those. There probably is. Those are probably super strong. Yeah. 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 We're not going to find out. <laughs> you sure? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You can take them home and, you know, put them in your pipe and smoke them. <laughs> Put that in your iPad. Put that in your iPad. Smoke it. <laughs> Have you seen that SNL skit? Yeah. It's just like old people's perception of what's going on and not really knowing, but they're just like, put that in your iPad and smoke it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it makes sense, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, those suck. Those, those yeah. legitimately suck. Uh, maybe if Dr. J took them home and did a fireball Bovida with them. <laughs> It could be better. It would be fireball and ass. It would not be good. <laughs> so that's, fireball. That's so the, fireball. <laughs> I think that's the name of your rap album. <laughs> fireball, <laughs> fireball and ass. <laughs> or maybe your autobiography. Yeah. The name of the band is the, fl- the Flaming Nigglebarries. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We should talk a little bit about your music from the college days sometime, Isaiah. Throw it on the show. Were you a part of that? He did it. 
Oh, you. It's oh. mostly him. no comment. Oh, it mostly him. Okay. All right. I showed it in here one night, and they were cracking up. But we're not gonna talk about that. Why not? Um. Because. <laughs> yeah. Think about the most non-pastory things you could be doing at a seminary school. <laughs> well, pretty yeah. much covers it, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was an outlet. It was an outlet. It was a creative outlet, and I did most of the production. Like, Isaiah and I did most of the production. Yeah. He did a lot of the rapping. That I did. <laughs> nice, nice. You got any bars for the shows? I, 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 I do not. <laughs> <laughs> so you just have to have bars, some prepared cigars. for Thursday. Yeah. I call her AC. <laughs> I'm going to take her out to dinner, then a movie. <laughs> yep. Cinema. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's an inside joke, and it'll stay that way. It will. It'll stay that way. We'd oh. like to keep it buried. So basically what we need to do is get enough alcohol in this boy for Thursday so he comes on the show and talks about it. Or so, actually sings it. That'd be fine, too. I'm sure you still could. Oh, he could. Yeah. Yeah. Could. <laughs> yeah. There was a uh, <laughs> there was a night where <clears throat> we were making a track, and uh, it was like post the original crew days. And Isaiah went out and bought a <laughs> bottle of E and J XO. XO. A whole fourteen dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what gave Brandy a bad name for so long. Yeah. Um <laughs> the bottle was smashed. Yep. And Did rat not tracks survive. were made. That they were. And uh it's a mess. Yeah. 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 But sometimes you gotta do it. So I was thinking back on our the RA that we lived with. <laughs> Can you tell the people because I think this is a funny story. The people, the the people, people, yeah, about the meat in the fridge. Mm. Yeah, it's just like sell this boy out. So and how petty it was. <laughs> so we were we were in in school. Uh, at a, a place with a dry campus. So, you know, no alcohol in the dorms. But, you know, it's, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get by. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we had, our, we had our methods. And I had found a particularly effective one for myself uh, when I was out of mini fridge space <laughs> was uh, I would usually have a box of LaCroix in the fridge. And so I started getting into the habit of having two. I would have one that I drank out of, and then I'd have another one that was closed. And then after a while, I just left the one that appeared closed empty and let it be open in the backside. And I would just put cans of beer in there. Uh, so at one point, smart. I had yeah, uh, I had bought some some draft mead um, from a from a local store and uh, had it in my Lacroix box. And I went out one evening and was hanging out with some friends and we got a text uh in our in, in our group chat and our uh our roommate who was an RA said he was basically like um I found the meat in the fridge whoever's it is you don't have to fess up just make sure it's gone in the morning and I said you know what I'll Challenge take an I'll take an excuse to drink some more 
Yeah. I'll drink some more meat. I'll finish my evening with that. No problem. <laughs> so that's what I did. But I can't imagine why he would have found it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd have to be looking. <laughs> well, he- <laughs> What was he doing trying to steal your LaCroix from That's the all back I side guess. of it? Yeah. 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 So you Thought I wouldn't notice. notice. Yeah. <laughs> Reach back in there and what do you know? Uh, you should tell them about how you stored uh, your entire bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, in this same dorm. <laughs> it we, was so uh, stupid that he was never caught. We had <laughs> these wardrobes that... Uh, where you'd hang your clothes up was completely open. There were no doors. Yeah. So I had all these exposed clothes hanging up and you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a larger boy. And, uh, so my clothes take up a bit of space. And, uh, so it was pretty packed in there. Yeah. So you could, you know, you could just slip something right behind right there in the corner. <laughs> Nobody would notice. And mind you, this was, uh, this dorm was when I turned 21 was yeah. when we moved in. Yeah. So, uh, over the course of, but um, I'm talking like Costco size bottles of <laughs> vodka, gin, and tequila. Yeah, I, four different bourbons and a cachaza. Yeah, I, I made it my goal to have a fully stocked bar. Yeah, and, and he did. I did. I did. So, did I, you I was, affectionately call it the wino, the bitch, and the wardrobe? <laughs> <laughs> I should have. I should have. That's pretty good. That is. That's pretty good. Man. There was so many crazy college times. When we were living together one summer, we just had a mini fridge out in the out in the common area. And it was just stocked full of beer. Yep. It just was. There was a lot of Yingling Pilsner in there that summer. Yep. yep. I think that was the when it had first come out. Yeah. But uh yeah. Do you have a breaking news thing on there? Um we need a breaking news thing. <laughs> That'll work. Oh, That'll work. Got? Um, I just got a note from uh, Johnson Brothers d- delivering our stuff on Friday. Oh, sorry, buddy. Sad. That's the um, the brandy. Mm. So we. Won't she have is it a Friday. fine girl, but not that fine of a girl. Mm. The good wife she will be. She will be. Yes. So. So yeah, Friday. So when this is. Posted, we will have brandy. Yeah. Cast drink brandy. All I the hazmat you would want. I imagine that's what will happen with the Elijah Craig, that it'll probably be next week for them to. It I, probably will be, too, because I think I know Southern Glacier comes on Wednesday or Thursday. I know with uh, RNDC that they'll hold stuff for like two or three weeks sometimes. I just don't know how long Southern Glacier does it. This yeah. is Southern Glacier yeah. anyway, yeah. so. But they're, we'll we'll they're a company of similar magnitude. They are. Well, and RNDC lost so much, so they, they shouldn't be behind on anything at this point. <laughs> yeah, better not be. No. I ran into a Johnson Brothers rep at a Big Red store and was talking with him, and uh, he was peddling. What was he peddling? Oh, uh, Calumet Farm stuff, a couple tequilas, and some soju and also uh, some of the French Lick stuff. And uh, one of the customers that came up behind me, because I was tasting through his soju, because, you know, might as well. It's there. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell people what soju is. It is, oh, 
I don't know from what part of Asia. It Korea. Is. Korea. Mm-hmm. So it's a Korean. Very popular in South Korea. Is it fruit based or is it rice? Do you know? Ooh. I should know. I believe it is rice based. That's what I thought too. It's like. I would think so. It's it's like a fruity cousin to sake. Yeah. Um, but it honestly really good. Super refreshing. Nice. Uh, definitely try it. Good summer sipper. Yeah. Um, drink it cold. It's good. Yeah. Drink it lukewarm. Just fine. Like mm-hmm. whatever. Not uh, like sake where you can drink it hot. I do like hot sake. I do too. Yeah. I, I don't know that hot soju would be very good. I don't think so because okay. a lot of it's super fruity. Yeah. So. Gotcha. A lot of times people will take shots of it too. It's okay. not It's not super high proof. It's usually around like the teens, but a lot okay. of people will shoot it. Yeah. Okay. But uh, the Johnson Brothers rep could not tell this guy why the Maddie Gladden was bottled in Bond. He didn't. He could not for the Uh-oh. life of him. Ooh explain what bottled and bond is i know the uh, it, it was just embarrassing to watch and i didn't do anything about it because i didn't want to undermine him but i was just like bro <laughs> y'all just got the sazerac you line. guys just got the sazerac catalog yeah and you're which telling, is part of the reason why they have a lot of new rest because they had to hire like 200 people I don't on care. the spot. I, I don't That care. should still be pretty you basic. You should be able to tell somebody the difference between a bourbon, a rye, what makes a wheat whiskey, like all of these things. Yeah. And bottled and bond. This is basic terminology. Yeah. And yeah. he couldn't do it. Mm. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Well, and you feel bad for guys like Alan that are having their stuff – represented now by people that genuinely probably shouldn't be representing yeah bourbons you know i mean i don't i don't know that much about soju or tequila but i mean repo and yeho all that stuff you can kind of get your way around that like just talking about oh this is more aged than that like you know whatever Mm -hmm. but a bourbon come on man yeah come on yeah, that is kind of odd that they wouldn't know the basics of like bottle and bond and stuff. So, oh well, oh well. Time for some training. Uh, seriously, if if you're gonna peddle the Sazerac catalog, which I, apart from Heaven Hill, is probably one of the biggest whiskey nerddom brands yeah you know um, all the b-tac everything you in there, should yeah. be able to keep up yeah but here we are yeah. here we are here yeah. we are well, so what do you think about the cigar now you're back into it um it is so much better than that stem only cigar <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and actually it's it's ramping up in flavor a little bit it's it's more like a white toast to me on the palate um a little bit of like char spice on the palate, and then the retro hail just has a hint of black pepper for me. Yeah, mostly baking spices on the retro for me. Oh, yeah, yeah I could see that, but I'm not quite as far down as you are. I don't, I don't believe, but yeah. Well, anything else? I don't think so. We can probably wrap this. Yeah, thing we'll up. wrap this thing up. So. We'll get there in a minute. What was that button you just pushed? <laughs> That's the outro music, but oh. I got to give it a minute so they don't hear the uh, 
coming to you from Final Third Cigar. And- oh, <laughs> I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. You have to stop at a certain point. Nah. You hear it? I hear it. Oh, yeah. All right. So that must mean it's time to go. It's time to go. Well, well again, guys, thanks for listening, man. Thank you for coming on with absolutely. us. Um, we will see you next week. And you can follow me on Instagram at Final Third Cigar. You can find me on Instagram at The Whiskey Pastor. Where can they find you, Isaiah? Um, also on Instagram at Zay Zay Sweat. Zay Zay Sweat. Zay Sweat. There we go. All right. Thanks All right. a lot, guys. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Schnitzel, bitches.